Well, special treat today. I am joined by the Reverend, the fine priest, Father Frank Zamet. And as he would like to say, it's Zamet with a Z. Not a D. Not a D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Oh, I like that one. Yeah. I remember hearing that 17 years ago. Right, right. When you came to St. Peter's in Deland, Florida. Uh -huh. It's one of the first things you said as you introduced yourself. Right. Uh, Father Frank Zamet with a Z, not a D. Yeah. Exactly. They never forget my name after that. Oh, no. That ah. is exactly. Exactly. Uh -huh. Well, if you don't mind me asking, Father Frank, uh -huh. I mean, you're supposedly retired, but you're still going strong, still mm -hmm. helping people, still working, right? Uh-huh. Well, uh-huh. Do this we can. St. Peter's. St. Peter's in Delaney, uh, right? I'm still there. You left us. We miss you still, but... Life goes on. I now, suppose. how long have you been at St. You've been there 17 years now. Since at least. we started, because I was to help you yeah. the weekends before I used to live in Daytona. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then seven years ago, I moved next to the church. That's so. right, yes. Yeah, so. Yeah, so for, and how many years have you been a priest ordained? 54 years. Wow, yeah. 54 years. Yeah, so, you know, he's yeah. no spring chicken. He still has yeah, a zeal. An old man. <laughs> no, no, there's a zeal. As I mentioned, he's <laughs> right now, uh -huh. he's serving, helping at uh, St. <clears throat> Peter's in Deland. I was once there as pastor. And um, and now you actually he's probably he's in his eighteenth year there. Eighty-five. Now year. I'm eighty-five years old. Sorry. Eighty-five. But I was the eighteenth year. That's right. In your eighteenth year, because I was there fifteen years. And he might be the longest priest working at St. Peter. Could be. I think uh -huh. so. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. But mm -hmm. so, your life it all began where. I was, uh, I'm a product of the Second World War, really. Uh -huh. I was born in Malta. Malta. Small, small island south of Sicily. South of Sicily. 60 miles south of Sicily and 120 miles north of Africa. Small island there. And when I was born, were, uh, was five years old when uh -huh. Second World War started. Right. And it ended up when I was uh, 10 years old. So wow. the first 10 years, bomb falling on us, you can never have nice at night, the air raids day and night, you know, mm -hmm. it was disturbed like that. And then I started school when I was 12 years old, because after the war, no schools are oh, wow. uh, destroyed. Right, right, right. And then I uh, have to wait till the schools are built. So it was, I started school, most of us, when we were 12 years old, and no books in those days. And people, all what the teacher wrote on the blackboard, that's all we had. That's no it. Books, no, notes, no notebooks? No books, no nothing. So I guess you didn't have homework then? Yeah, yeah. well, uh, we used to learn things by heart and she asked us again. Yeah, know, that. but still. Mainly but... the tables, no calculations those days. Two right. times two is four, you know. Somebody sure. asked you, make the, give the multiplication. Oh, yeah. Those were the answers. So you didn't start school to, to when you were 12 years well, old. And I'm thinking now as we go through this COVID virus, People miss school, you know, the last, well, last year, about four or five months, some still out of school. Mm. You were out of school for the first six years. Normally kids will start to say first grade, six, six right. years old or so. Right. Right. And you caught up though, I guess. Huh? Yeah, you have to. On top of that, I lost another year, also a year behind my class, because my father was so afraid something happens to me, never let me to go to school. In those days, it was not, not obligatory. Uh, you know, yeah, send okay. your school if you like. So uh, after I record my mother, thanks God, she insisted 
And after a year, you know, he let me go to start. Wow. So 13 years old when I started 13 school. 13 years old. And each class I was, you know, kids are ahead of me one year. Yeah, and I made it. It was hard. Bless, yeah. But that's how it was in those days. So anyway. So when you were at the school, when you're 13 years old, you're in the first grade? I mean, how yeah, starting right? from scratch, how to write, <laughs> everything. Oh, my God. And for during the war, we were in no schools at all. Sure, sure. Running to shelters here and there. Whether maybe your mom might have taught you how to write your name or write words or read yeah, a little bit. Yeah, you said how to write your name. A little bit, you know. As you go here, you know, four or five years old. Wow. We started at 13 years now, old. Now, so from there, you picked up then quickly. Picked up, yes. But uh -huh. before you go too far, you're a... Uh, Come from a big family too, though, right? Yeah, we are seven of us, five bo five boys and two girls. Uh huh. Wow. At the moment, only my sister and I. Uh, so you're one of seven. Uh, one of, yeah, I was the youngest of the boys, and they uh -huh. have a sister five years younger than I am. Oh, she's the baby. Okay. So she's the baby, not 80-year-old baby, but she's still the baby. <laughs> That's still the baby, no matter what. But the others died, you know, both brothers and sisters right, right, died. Right, 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 right. And I have... Uh, 29 nephews and nieces, wow. 20 of them married, 75 grandnephews and nieces, Gee. and 40 great-grandnephews and nieces. Imagine oh what a huge family. That, that, that is Ooh. very huge. Some of them, I never saw them at all. Somewhere else have a baby here and there. I don't know who they are. Right, Some right. of them, I knew them, they're five, six sure, years sure. old. Now and they're they, married. They're, they're kids, because right. Scott, they over the world. Yeah, in Malta, yeah. in England, Australia, New Zealand, you know, all over. So speaking of Malta, and most of us may not have a great knowledge of Malta, a small island, correct? Small island. Um, mm -hmm. but the, the native language is uh, Maltese? Maltese, uh -huh, which is <coughs> a Semitic language, like, uh, you know, uh, like Arabic, you know, we can communicate with Arabic. I remember. We, we read, read the Roman alphabet, but uh, the language is Semitic. It is uh, the same language that Jesus talked, really. Wow. You know. Now, did they teach English too in Malta? Oh, yeah. Italian, Maltese, and English, all three languages you learn. Wow. Everybody speaks those three languages. Everybody does, yeah. That's smart. Three place. languages. And then, uh, of course, being uh, studying, you have to study more Latin, which would be Italian and yeah, all yeah, this yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, where'd you go to high school? Then uh, <coughs> we, we continued till eighth grade. Then, after that, because there was time to go to the seminary, I went to the Society of St. Paul joined the missionary order in Malta. Right, right. And the high school and college combined sent us with, in the Jesuit St. Aloysius College run by the Jesuits in Malta. Then I did my novitiate, novitiate no. in Malta. Right, right. Let me, let me just pause one moment here. Uh -huh. You say you went to the, this is high school seminary or college seminary again? Well, over there, the different, you it's know, because of the war, it was messed up, messed you up. know. Okay. So how old I had you to then? do, you know, six years in one year. So how old you went, went to the seminary? And uh, I was, uh, yeah, um, 56. I was uh, uh, seven, 18. 18 years old. So it's like college semi, age. Semi-late vocation, not completely. But you went to the, and it was Jesuits. No, before, before we went there, they sent us during the novitiate to go to uh, brush up on our Latin, you right, know, right, right, English right. and Italian, yeah, yeah, yeah. sent us to a Jesuit college, you know. Yes. And uh, we were f five of us, you know. All of us came from the dockyard, because by the way, before I worked in the dockyard too, for you five in years. Wow. So after yeah. that, when I was 18, when I turned 15, I went to the dockyard. Actually, it was 20 when I started the order. Left the uh, dockyard yeah, 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 right, as an right, apprentice right. there. 
And then five of us from the dockyard went to the Society of St. Paul. Uh, missionary, of them, missionary, group. Ma- missionary group. Missionary yeah, group. Mission Society of St. Paul. It's a foundation, was founded in Malta. They have uh, houses in uh, Peru, Pakistan, uh, uh, you know, Australia, Canada, other right, places. Right, right. In fact, this year, for the first time, one of the members became a bishop now in, wow. in Peru. He's a bishop so, member of the order. Let me just interrupt, slow down a bit, because the reason I paused because, you know, it was Jesuit taught. Mm. So evidently, you caught up with your, your academics because Jesuits is a very rigorous, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. they don't, I mean, they are the top of the line. Mm-hmm. So whatever mm-hmm. you did, you did well for yourself to catch up and not only that, but surpass a lot of people. And then, um, now then before we go to, again, back to Malta, I know people may know, but St. Paul brought the St. Paul was shipwrecked there in the year 60 AD. Yeah. He converted the island. He spent three months in Malta. Yes. And uh, Malta is the most Catholic country in the world. It's uh, 90% Catholic, you know. And what's the population of Malta? Uh, about 400,000, you know. Because Malta is only 117 square miles. Wow. Nine miles wide, 11 miles long, you wow. know. But played a very important, of the strategic position, played a very most important in the history of the world. Yes. Starting, uh, if you go back... Uh, <clears throat> In, 15, in the 16th century, mm-hmm. when the Ottoman Empire right. was uh, dominating the whole world, you know, right. and uh, had a ter- tremendous fleet, and when they came to, um, <clears throat> before they went to Europe, to invade Europe, they came across Malta, uh-huh. and they thought they were going to take it a matter of days, you sure. know, and, but the siege lasted three months, wow. they couldn't take it. Malta was defended by the Knights of Malta. Mm-hmm. Before they were known Knights of St. John of Jerusalem. These Knights were uh, good fighters, you know, they had the vow of chastity to live like monks. Wow. And originally started to take care of the pilgrims in the Holy Land because the Saracens used to attack the pilgrims, also to defend the pilgrims. And they started building hospitals for the um, crusaders and so on. So their main thing now, building hospitals. So they came to Moda, they fortified it, very made their headquarters. And, uh, <clears throat> but of course, the, the fleet was so big, 500 ships, and they were pounding one fortification after another was falling yeah, down. Yeah. Then the last one, St. Angelo, there to this very day, with a chapel there, the bishop ordered the uh, exposition of Blessed Sacrament and told all the people to pray the rosary. The rosary was telling that the Blessed Mother the only thing to help us, you know. Yes. And uh, they tell you, even the soldiers were there shooting, you know, saying the rosary and defending themselves, you know. Wow. Everyone said rosary. And what year was this again? 1565, 1565. The, the great siege. And then what happened is, that on September the 8th, Feast of the Nativity of Mary, right. a cannonball from up over the, the roof there hit the commander-in-chief of the Turks, Dragut was his name, and killed him instantly. And they panicked, you know. I see. In the meantime, on the horizon, there's some ships coming for him, and they left. They never took more. Wow. Time. Saved more. God and, was with you yeah, guys, with huh? Us, yeah. Then the Pope, the uh-huh. important, the Pope learned from what happened in Malta. So then they were regrouping this, this tremendous fleet. Yes. fleet. And the Pope asked the Christian world to pray the rosary. The rosary is the only thing that can help us from the onslaught of this Islam. 
And they prayed, and uh, 1571, six years after St. Malta, they were ready to go over to Europe. Yes. Then the, the Lord, through Mary, interceded. The Shirako wind came from the south, and the ships were hitting each other, and they sunk. And they never take you. Wow. Right. And the Pope, Pope Pius V, it was the, the feast of our, our Lady of Victories first. first and then, and then they change Our Lady of the Rosary. We just had so it back, back October seventh, Our Lady yes, of the yes. Rosary means the, the defeat of the. Muslims. All right, let's go back to your vocation. Okay. So, and your name is Francis, Francis Xavier. Xavier, which the is Jesuit, Jesuit, the, the sa Savior, the missionary. Jesuit. Missionary, right? Yeah. I know some people confuse you with Francis of Assisi, Assisi but no, different. you're Francis Savior, Xavier, right. the great missionary, and you uh -huh. had a desire. Actually, you are a missionary. Mm -hmm. All right. You're here in this this country, and you right. joined the missionary group. Mission of Life Saint and Paul, but I left, you know, and uh, right. I have been in the diocese now since sure. four to six years. So I came to the states. I know you I went to Australia, and I know you went to Australia. I was ordained in Australia. Ordained in Australia. So after finishing the uh, novitiate and the philosophy in Malta, right. I was sent to Australia to do theology. Right. It was a Jesuit seminary too. Another you know, one, see, that's rigorous. The order didn't have any seminaries at the time, so sent me with the diocesan seminary. We were 90 students at the time, you know, the only Maltese yes. there. And I was ordained uh, in, on 23rd of uh, uh, July. 1966. Okay. And then you Australia. went from Australia? They came to the United States okay. after 10 years in Australia. Oh, you were 10 years working yeah. in Australia? From 62 to 72 in Australia. Parish work or? Uh, yeah, after I was ordained, of course, the last four years, because six years, uh, yeah. I, I waited okay. a year before I started seminary, four, four years theology. So five years I worked in Australia. Then I came to the United States in 1972. Mm. My first year was Camden Diocese, New Jersey. Yes. And then I moved to Orlando Diocese in 1973. Nice move. Yeah, it, oh yeah, it was the Bishop Borders, the first bishop of the diocese who accepted me. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I have been here after I work out all the bishops here. Been here wow. Today. You have a history here. Yeah, well. Wow. Mm. So Francis Xavier, in fact, there's a quote I came, uh, get, uh, spoken by uh, your patron saint there, Francis Xavier, and, mm -hmm. and I tell you, it's sort of, here it is, what am I saying? He said this, be great in little things. Francis Xavier said yeah. that. Be great in little things. Things, yeah, be great in little things. That's a nice saying there. And I think mm -hmm. that it really applies to you in some ways. Yeah, could be, yeah. Oh, you touch a lot of people. Oh, no, okay. no, no. Oh, I, I said, wow, it was meant to be. Great little things, and and one thing about you, you have a a, a tremendous zeal. You may not always see it, but uh, hey, I think so. It, it, well, you, you're a humble man. I mean, for example, you retired living down in Daytona, right by the beach. Yeah. All right. And, and moved to the land. That's right. He Even was, the bishop made a joke of it. Last time I talked to a group of priests. Yeah, yeah. Said usually the priests, you know, they work hard inland all their life. Right. They retire on the beach, a nice condominium. They, yes. That Frank reversed that, he said. Exactly. It was a nice condominium, he sold it, and bought a house in the land. In the land, exactly. <laughs> so, that was, the reason is I was 25 miles away. Correct. And each time you have 50 miles round trip, just to go and say mass, 50 miles. It was too much for me, you know. So then I decided, well, since I have to help father there, 
better move closer to the church and now, move the place two miles away rather so than you see it as the practical way because of the drive the trip fine mm -hmm. most people in fact i try to talk you out of it and i said frank you know i appreciate it but man you sure live that you know i mean you're retired like they said most people like to take a little breather you know enjoy that you know restful and to come to the land i think was a a tremendous sacrifice because you want to help the church. Yeah. Right. No, hey, hey. Yeah. You don't see many people, I mean, not many people would do that, and nobody anybody would have that expectation of anybody to do that. But you came to be by the church living there in, in Deland, which Deland is a lovely place, by it's the way, nice, but still. It's nice, but compared with it's the, not, uh, on the beach there, I used to walk on the beach every day, <laughs> next to the ocean, <laughs> I was in a high rise, 11 oh, story high, you know, beautiful view, but. That's how it is. You made a nice sacrifice for the church, for the good of the people. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's that's what I, you know, admire that. You know, and and I know right now, and you're 85 years old. 85. Yeah. And you say multiple masses on the weekend. Oh yeah. That's right. What they assigned to me by that's confessions correct. Confessions. Before uh, the, the coronavirus used to go visit the hospital too. Exactly. At the moment, I slowed down because of my age. I'd be careful. Sure, sure, you'd be very careful. But 85 years homes, old. Imagine nursing, nursing homes. Used to go to the jail sometimes too. Exactly. But not anymore anyway, at the moment. Let me hit us. So this is 85 year old priest. At the moment. Ordained 55 years. 54. 54 years, mm -hmm. and you know, we would think by the 85, one deserves to kind of slow down, kick back, but uh, he comes, he, zeal to work, do the masses where needed, hearing confessions, which you're very good at, and very good at, and then um, hospital visits, going to the jail, and then you have office hours. Oh yeah, I'm staying in the office, you know. Well, if people want to talk to you. Yeah. I remember when I was there, people come and, and just want to have someone to listen, and conf maybe go to fashion, get some advice, get some counseling, or just get some spiritual direction, whatever, just have some, have a, person who would take time to be with them. And that's a tremendous gift At the moment, unfortunately, everything is a standstill. Well, and people understand that, the last though. seven months. You're well, people know that. People uneasy. understand that. Yeah, yeah. But the idea that it's, I think, once this is over, God willing, you're probably back in the, back in the saddle once again. That's right, yeah. Right? That's right, uh-huh. That's, that's uh, you know, I think, some, you know, Father Frank's a very humble fellow, and I don't think he always notices mm. it, what he does, and I admire that. To keep going, to keep working, and keep, you know, asking what the Lord can do, you know, whatever you can do to serve the Lord. And that's, and so, though, you know, those listening, you know, may be the clergy or priests, but, you know, we're not meant, we're meant to continue to give until we, you know, until we take our last breath. I think we're meant to serve. Mm -hmm. Of course, we change other ways, of course, but, you know, retirement doesn't mean I do my own thing and just take care of myself. In fact, you, uh, you're noticed for your soups. <laughs> no, we pasta can't forget that. But forgot about the old soups. The pasta hmm? fajou. Pasta fajou. The record uh, for it is five hundred dollars a family paid. Now they know some of that means <laughs> listening. So Father Frank has his special recipe. Mm. It's pasta fajou. Mm -hmm. It's beloved, and so we have different at the parishes have different fundraisers. There's one for the. I mean, it was a house for un, unwed pregnant ladies who were homeless. You did it for that. Uh, the, uh, there's a medical oh, clinic. I think the Cuban, you know, so the Cuban mystery. So the Cuban missions, I think you had that. Yeah, or, right, so then we have different fundraisers where there's silent auctions. 
And Father Frank gladly put out his... The higher bidder. So those who are listening, what would they do? I take to their house everything myself. The pots and ingredients, all I use, only water and And, uh, heat. That's it. And we start, you know, by showing them how to do it, chopping, they help me. And then after that, I give them a recipe. Then the soup will be ready, we eat soup. Up to 20 people they can bring, you know? Wow, yeah. And then after the soup, we have half an hour magic. Show, yes. Because I'm a magician too. So. He, he's in demand. <laughs> and so well, he made one person, was $500, one the, bid? The highest one bid was 500 Was the highest bid there we get. The, last, the record is $500. Magic. Now, Father but, Frank is so gracious, he realizes that those who may not have been the highest bidder, but were generous in their amount, you also give that, they also can, quote, rent you out as well. Am I right? They do what? So I think I think you said the highest bidder gets you naturally. Right. But I think I think you sort of list, and there are other people who sometimes if they're sometimes right buy every yard, it's a one or two or three more. So you, you know? make extra money as well. Uh, this all goes for the church. Yes, yes for the church. That's right. I buy the ingredients, but a big soup for twenty people. You know, a big pot of soup. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we have a good time because they get twenty couples themselves. It's and a gathering. Couple, they bring the salad. Others dessert. Oh, okay. Everybody brings something, and there's the soup for it's everybody. Like we'll celebrate, yeah. They have a nice outing of it, you know, plus the magic and so on. Oh. So this is a three for three hours seat for, you yeah. know, ten dollars for a couple. It would be cheap. You know, oh, definitely. Yeah, and you know, and the reason I bring that up again because people say, how can, what can I do? How can I help? You know, I can't go to the missions. I can't. I said, here's one way. I think it's ingenious. You can do whatever. It's ingenious. You are. That's you right. You do whatever gift God has blessed you with talent, simple things. He has his way of making soup, and you made it, you know, as a gift of raising, you know, tremendous funds for those in need. But more than that, it's, you know, you realize what people do. It's not just because of your soup. It's because you, it's you that come to their home. Mm. You're not in a rush. Right, you spend right. time with spend them. Time with them all, I yeah. mean, people today, you know, so short as your priest, so busy, so, right. you know, they say hi after Mass, and that's the only yeah. contact. Here, they have you at their home three or four hours. Actually, that's the treat, right? Blessing of the house first. Three yeah, see that? The house, and then Bless we go them. into yeah. it. So it's not just soup they're getting. Yeah, getting together and just know each it. other and uh, just have relaxing. Good time, you know. You bring people together. Mm-hmm. And then he does a magic show. Magic show, end up with magic show. Yeah, he did it for. He has done it for the priest, so <laughs> it's quite entertaining, quite good. So you realize yeah. what you're getting. You're getting entertainment. You're getting a priest. You're getting a house blessing. You're bringing your yeah, friends right, together, yeah. and and, and, and knowing that the money you donate is going to a great cause. Exactly. So it's a win, win, win for everybody. Mm-hmm. And again, I just say that because that's a, again just tells me you know we can all do something. We all have a gift. We all can help. Do great things, you know, do small things. What's that, Francis? Evans? I love that quote. I should memorize it. It's so simple. But again, it's, it's an example. Do small things with great love. Is that what I said? Excuse me, friend. Close, but it's yeah. Do, be great in little things. Excuse me. Be great in little things. And there's another prime example. In fact, I think we went to one of the Italian restaurants, and you offered to the owner that you would give him your recipe. Remember? For free. I know. Yeah, actually, I went to uh, the Olive Garden one time. Olive Garden, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I said, listen, I can sign any paper. I'm not asking for any royalties, you know. I said, yeah, yeah. this is 
cheaper because they put meat in it. You should not. Over the Italians, that's a big sin. Uh-huh. To put meat in the pasta fagiol. Right, the right, name right. pasta and fagiol, you know, no right, meat. Right. That's right. And they put meat in it, they ruined. But anyway, so um, I said, I did the recipe, I said, you know, take it, have people, lower low cholesterol. Said we have franchise, we cannot do those things. Well, yeah, thank yeah. you. Anyway. Then I had a friend of mine have a restaurant, though, Italian restaurant, this uh, big restaurant, and they use it, you know, mm-hmm. I gave it to him, and they uh, use it uh, okay. to do the soup, you know. But it, this is something, you know, I learned from my mother, you know, and uh-huh. we put, in Malta we were different from the Italian, we put pumpkin in it. Right, right, right. right. Oh, okay. But it comes very, very good. Oh, good. Uh, good soup. So I just say, Father Frank is an expert in that soup, and mm. And so I always admire that, and and plus your availability again, you're you're a confessor. Well, and when I'm in the office, anybody would like to come, fine. Any at the moment, you know, when I say mass, then I say till twelve o'clock, then then I go home, you know. Right, right. Before I can stay longer, I stay every week. Well, two, two, three times a week, I say eight fifteen mass. Uh-huh. I stay in the office till twelve. Then the weekends we have confessions over there at twelve. At the church, mm-hmm. twelve and mass at four, mass right, eight right, fifteen right, in the right. morning, and the weekend I would say three masses usually one Saturday and two on sure. Sunday. Sure, and then thing I want to say, like to add before as we kind of begin wrapping up, you know, for now and then I hear from different people, and it's your ability to either visit personally those who are shut-ins you have a heart for, or making a phone call that you oh, think well, of people, yeah, right? Or now, of course, but before that, before. you would visit people. And um, now that you can't, or even others, you, you know, schedule, you will call people. And that, you mm. may not know how much that means to them, because it gets back to me, and Father Frank called me, you mm. know, mm. How, how touched they are by that. Mm. Or Father Frank visited. Everybody can do it. You know, just get on the phone, at least you can do, you know. And there you people, go. See, and that's why, people like you, it, know, you, you know, you mm. say anybody can do it, mm. but not everybody does it, though, okay? Mm. And that's why I want to let people know. These are the things that said, oh, it's nothing, but it's not done. Mm. You know, I, I know, I'm sure you know how many people don't call their own parents. Yeah, right. You know? I mean, right. you know that. I mean, right. they, don't, they don't call their own parents. I mean, they don't well, the parents each other, be, even between family members. Yeah, you know, parents could be in a nursing home and they don't visit their mom. Mm. I, I mean, I don't want to go that route, but, you know, mm. get down. But so it's not that it's easy, but it's, you know, life. It's simple, but it's not always easy. And that, I'm, and that I admire you for that. And I just want to encourage other people who may be listening to this. Mm. You don't got to be a priest. You don't have to have a position. You don't have to have a title. Right, right. It's simply thinking of others right. in small ways. Exactly. A phone call, uh-huh. even a visit. And that's what mm. I admire. You know, and, th- and, this, and this is what it comes down. And, th- and at the end of all things, when we come to the end of life, this is what counts. You know that. Mm. This mm. is what counts. You know, how do we treat each other? That's right, the only thing we can take each other. So, yeah. Father Frank, I want to thank you for your time and uh, thank you for your ministry. Thank I you. I hope the Lord can keep blessing you and you're in good health. <laughs> you put a lot <laughs> of people to shame, put me to shame. Oh. So, I know <laughs> right. you walk, you watch what you eat, uh-huh. and you do this so that you can still be, you know, the oh, Lord's okay. servant. Thank you very much. Keep thank in your you. prayers. I need a lot of prayers at this moment, especially. And uh, that's all fine. Thank all you right. for the Thank you so much as always. Thank you. Thank you. I'll see you around. Bless you. Okay. Well, guys, I hope you enjoy that. And um, it was nice chatting with Father Frank. Uh, we, he was a great team player with me back. You know, I was pastor in St. Peter's in DeLand.
15 years he came to my rescue and I met, told you how he sacrificed his place on the beach to come with me, help me out. Uh, we used to have these huge youth retreats a couple of times a year. Oh, a Saturday night and Father Frank would please help me confessions and, and blessing of the other church we had together. They, unlike probably a lot of churches, we had a lot of people come to confession on Saturday afternoons. It's, which is something great, but uh, Father Frank would be there and he always let me know if I was there on an assignment. He said, if you get a lot of people, give me a call. I'll come help you. And he would be there. Just let me know. I'll help you out. So I was always grateful for that because he could always count on him to be there for those moments and allow me to do different things and free me up. So anyway, so just like Father Frank, hey, we could all do something. We could all touch others. We could all bless others. And that's what I hope you take from this talk. So God bless you. Stay well.